Oh, universe. Woo. All right, I had a coughing fit because I was trying to get in under the gun at 11.59, and I knew it was close. And just as I was hitting record, or began to cough, which pushed me to about three seconds after midnight here on, must be what, the 7th of April? Yeah. So my 4-6, um, time flashback of three and a half seconds, which is kind of ridiculous because I'm still one behind from yesterday when I took the day off from, I don't want to say exhaustion, but <clears throat> pardon me I wonder if I need to pause and prepare a little here you know what, here un momento, uh, por favor does this mean I'm recording? <clears throat> yeah okay, well had a little bit of a what I call that, a medicated moment if I want to be alliterative uh, yeah, sure I am in the midst of a new Okay, <clears throat> I'm trying a new method of knowledge acquisition. And I would believe we'll call this the, uh, it's not the scientific method, it's more the stonerific method. Using scientific method parameters to try to analyze uh, weed assemblage of variable impact preferences. There are now at least some legitimate resource um, banks to utilize if you are trying to narrow down which strains might be those that provide the impact you are most seeking. And the one I mean to uh, draw attention to particularly because I found them today and I think I just beeped sorry about that but the one uh, that's what it was you know I had the weather AccuWeather channel open to see what the temperature would be at 6 a.m. which it will be 29 degrees yay <clears throat> riding my bike to work which I wonder how far that ride is probably what four miles um it is, whatever it is, it's chilly. It's been chilly every morning I've done it, and I believe tomorrow will be the coldest of the ball. So we'll see. But it's only four miles. That's way better than 14. So, recorder is working. Well, that's a good thing to have my notification bar. All right, as I go online to find the resource that I have found to be uniquely valuable in assessing things that I think are worth knowing. And this is askgrowers.com forward slash strains. And you can pop around in here and find pretty much every strain I've ever heard of reviewed, which is unusual. Most of the time you might find 2,000 strains listed and 200 actually reviewed. Well, I have yet to pop into one that didn't have an actual review including up to 100, but in most cases somewhere between 20 and 50 legitimate commentary reviews. It is a resource worth seeing.
for that alone. But what they also do is they break down the specific um, terpene count. And <clears throat> for instance, here I'm looking at lemon diesel. They give you the cannabinoid um, that it, the strain usually is measured within. In this case, the THC count is 15.2 to 19%. CBD count somewhere between 0.15 0.41%. With the primary effect reported as happy, primary side effect reported as thirst and dry mouth, primary flavor enhanced or flavor profile for the strain is a lemony, citrusy um, uh, profile, whatever. I, I say that because I never think of, I mean, I can certainly notice bag to bag a difference, but I never care how it tastes, how it smells, none of it. I always care how, what effect it has on me. The rest of it, I, I could smoke resin sap from a tailpipe of a tractor if it gave me the effect I wanted and was non-toxic. I want the effect. <laughs> so, and I realize there are profile smokers. That's 100% uh, aside to the product I will never, uh, not that I don't have an appreciation for um, certain, especially vaporized plant matter and its uh, smokability, but when primarily you're dealing with concentrates, you're looking for the impact. So, as you go in here and find out that they're going to tell you that generally the THC is in the medium to high category, which is strange considering it's at 19%, but <clears throat> that can be that its profile of uh, active cannabinoids as well as the terpenes which are active or the combination of them that are active or profiled to be the most active can be the difference and, or let's say that this is where I think I'm starting to understand how I would reach out to find other strains that I think have the impact I'm looking for and these are not, this isn't all of them. In fact, the one that I consider to be the one I most care about is not on this list. But um, here, let's see if I can get the entire list. This is totally not what I meant to be doing on the fly. So how about recorder is working, the recorder is pausing. Okay, so back to terpenes. And I'm sure I'm butchering these since I do not believe I've heard these spoken. But here we go. These are the top eight. And I do not tout askgrowers.com for any reason, except I have been looking for at least this kind of breakdown. And can it be guaranteed that they've got it all right? I don't know. But even if you're just measuring within their framework, their measurements against themselves, it should give you a frame of reference to start finding things that are working for you and then pursuing things that work even better. And I'm doing this by finding the profiles in terpenes that match the effect I'm going for. Because the first one on this list, caryophylline, I believe, C-A-R-Y-O-P-H-Y-L-L-E-N-E, -E, caryophylline, uh, 
is known to produce creative and a psychedelic head punch and a spirit of an inspiration of the spirit. All right, that's awfully. Um, that's awfully. <laughs> hmm, has weed ever given me? Yeah, I guess it inspires the spirit, but I think it's more you can find yourself uh, enhanced by inspirational. Well, I don't know. There's definitely an inspiration to certain weed. All right, whatever. That's your first terpene. The next one, known for sedative, full-body relaxation and the couch lock effect, is m either myrcene or myrcene. And that is the one I try to avoid the most. Not that I don't welcome it once in a while, but when I, I think the absolute best description of feeling it is couch lock. Too high to get up, but so hungry that you have to talk yourself into making the effort. And then you decide to quit the first time you talk yourself into doing it because you realize it is just too much effort. At which point you are like, are you joking? If you don't go get the ice cream right now, you're the laziest piece of shit that ever watched this movie 17 times. Now get up and go get the ice cream. Okay, but then I'm going to put on a different DVD because I'm sick of this movie. <laughs> that is mirror scene. Which, if the movie is weird science, well, you'll probably sit through it anyway, so you might as well forget about switching the movie. All right, the next one. And this is one I actually do look for. Limonene, or limonene. L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E. In. Okay, L-I-M-O-N-E-N-E. Limonene, 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 limonene. Oh, nene hilario. All right, euphoria, antidepressant, giggly weed, um, and happy weed. One of the reasons people smoke weeds is because it makes you happy. Limonene is the terpene most readily associated with that euphoria feeling. Um, so finding the perfect weed for me would be to have some caryophylline, <laughs> the creative psychedelic head punch, inspiration of the spirit. I would also like some limonene for that euphoria antidepressant effect to go with my number one favorite terpene, which is terpinoline or terpinoline. Clear-headed, focus-driven, meditative. That is the weed I look for. When I say, when I get the right combination of effect, it helps me focus. It helps me clear up my thoughts. It helps me reduce the symphony warming up into something that is harmonic. This is the compound that does it for me. Um, I agree with this. And in fact, as I go through review lists looking for those descriptions that refer to focus, creativity, clear-headedness, um, not so much the psychedelic, but somewhat the, uh, the <laughs> elevated sense of <sighs> creativity is the word I use for it, but it's more like you have a, a, a sense of potential for solutions even big bigger thoughts it's it's a silly thing to describe but it's there all right next is pinene 
This is the contentment, the kindness, the reminiscence, the sentimental weed. And there's definitely weepy weed, no doubt. <laughs> when I run into that, I run away from it. That is weed I give away. Um, I, I, and I'm not sure this is necessarily it, but when I do look at some of the uh, strains known for this, I think to myself, okay, avoid. So I look for that one only to avoid. The next one, humulene, or H-U-M-U-L-E-N-E, humulene, enhanced head punch, body high, relaxation. So this isn't quite the head punch. To me, this is the weed you want when you watch a movie. Um, and it's sort of stoner weed. That's what I think of this one as. It's the, wow, man, I'm high weed, which is fine, but you're more likely to want to watch Weird Science and then Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And hell yeah, put the Breakfast Club on. What the f That's what that one will do. Maybe you only make it through one-fifth of all those movies, but you still, you have good intent. Uh, which, if you are smoking something with Osamine, that is the indica that I look for. Because, yeah, you definitely will get... Um, you'll get myopic. You'll get kind of tunnely, but you'll really get into stuff. You get cerebral is the word they use here. So the, this is actually a perfect description of it. It's cerebral relaxation. It's not that your mind relaxes, your body fully relaxes so your mind can just go. If you are looking to drill down on something, Anything high in, uh, in, um, sorry, I was, my phone switched orientation. In humulene, I'm sorry, in osamine, we'll offer that. But it will also, in my experience, both one, like, if you want to play a video game, this is another good one. Because you'll be able to work through what's in front of you without caring that you're barely moving. So that's its downside. But if you are looking to break through some mental blocks, some, uh, some sort of uh, not feeling it, not creative, not up to the task energy... This is another good one, but I don't like to get stuck here because it's too sleepy. It's too sedative, which is the next one, linalool, and I-N-A-L-O-O-L, I'll spell it again, L-I-N-A, like Lena, Lul, like drool, but with a lul, L-O-O-L, linalool, strong anti-anxiety agent. I'll admit this is the one I have the least experience with and one that I would like to try more, but I believe this is, when I get this weed, I think it makes me chatty. But I haven't verified that. I just look at the list and have drawn some correlation. Okay, there are your terpenes here in episode 29 on what is definitely now the 7th of April because i got to be at work in five hours. So... Five hours exactly, it's 12.59, which means let's get on with the 
stress of episode 29 is alive. I don't have to explain it. The nines are stressful because the tens are reviews. And I know this review is going to have some stuff to fix, including pronunciation of things like linalool, linalool. Who knows? It's a lool, just like other lools. I don't know how to say it. I don't care. As long as the strong anti-anxiety, <laughs> speaking of not being able to say it, the strong anti-anxiety agent. Holy smoke, three A's in a row are tough there. Strong anti-anxiety agent. Anti-anxiety agent? That's never seemed hard to say. Anti-anxiety agent? Maybe it's hard to say when you read it because it's got an X in it. Like humulene has too many U's and E's. Looks like a word that should be a food coming to your table that you decide, we should have sent that back. That was terrible. Anyway, not eating humulene, at least not at the moment, because I don't need to enhance my head punch or aid in my body high and relaxation. I'm pretty well relaxed. Actually, you know what? What the hell? Let's see if I have something here. Okay, so let's look up what I have purchased recently. We'll just get a profile on a quick... Uh, what's one? Okay, we're going to get a profile on the terpene in, uh, should we do ghost? No. All right, ghost train haze. What the heck? This is one I would never buy, but I bought because I like to try any strain with haze in the name because I would say some of my favorite strains are hazes. So when I see Ghost Train Haze, I'm a sucker. It may even be something that is <gasps> G13 Haze. Now there's one I would like to try. All right, never mind. Let's get back to Ghost Train Haze, see if it shows up. If this shows up, I'll be impressed because I have yet to find a review of this. But that doesn't mean it won't be here. How? Oh, there it is. No reviews yet, but they do have a profile for it. So it is a high well no it see this is what i don't understand about their thc profiles this one is said in its strain to be somewhere in the 21 to 22 percent thc range that's awfully specific that's the most specific i think i've seen oh so it is in the high to highest thc count range high starting at 20. there you go highest apparently is 35. it is in the low cbd low to medium is this scale which is zero to 2%, it sits at 0.5%, that is low. It is made for not newbies, but not skilled, sort of tending off newbies, starting to graduate into second grade. Ghost Train Haze is a cross between Ghost OG and Neville's Wreck. The breeders are unknown. It is a sativa plant, but the ratio is unknown. The smell is very powerful, the smoke is quite pungent. Despite first impression notes of flowers and citrus, you can also Note a sweet aftertaste. Cannabis is dominated by terpinaline, yeah, myrcene, yeah, and limonene, yeah. So again, going back to what those offer, terp terpinaline, myrcene, and limonene. <laughs> oh, that's priceless. Not really. That is terrible. It is so far from priceless. Okay, but what it does is it offers me terpinaline the one i said i liked the most clear-headed focus-driven meditative myrcene which is sedative full body relaxation couch lock i will guarantee you that it does offer that and limonene the euphoria and antidepressant which it also offers 
So that's just one of the ways that you can start to break down what, okay, so if you're looking for something that doesn't have that sleepy effect, you need to get the myrosine out of there. So you start looking for things that are limonene and terpen, terpinene. <laughs> yeah, I'll learn them. I'll learn them because it matters. And in so, so much as that is the case, I do believe that THC count is the kind of thing that is uh, much like RBIs turning out to be almost uh, an archaic way of measuring what is in fact a very complex synthesis of many, many different compounds working to provide unique and specific effects. There's no question I don't have to go through life finding uh, myself too drowsy from having had too much weed in my day. No, I can just get strains that don't offer me that kind of... Uh, impact whereas people who are having anxiety attacks or need help with sleep well they should be looking at exactly that type of weed and maybe i should start calling it cannabis since weed tends to have such a negative connotation but before we go too far off cannabis lane i want to get to blackjack this is one i've been looking for i found it finally at a price i can afford which is 16 bucks for an out or gram sorry gram of concentrate and I was looking for this because I knew it offered a decent THC count with a decent CBD count which is something I'm always looking for I believe CBD is the component that gives me more of the clear-headed creativity feeling that I've come to know just from not knowing anything just from having uh, empirically experienced weed now trying to quantify it through some authoritative resources that tell me these things are ways that I can quantify it, then using some more ex uh, empirical evidence to maybe use a little bit of reason and ration to complement my scientific method framework of nonsense into... <sighs> I still don't know anything about this stuff. But I do know that Blackjack contains a couple of Wow, it's got uh, terpenes active. It's got some of the long or the not as common ones. Its main compound, in fact, is called cedrine, C E D R E N E. It also includes philandrine, valencine, which is one that we didn't mention because valencine is much more for. Um, is for anti-inflammation, like arthritis, or I, I think it's pain too. But <clears throat> it is um, to also help boost cognitive function. So uh, there is a sativa tendency. You find it in things like tangy or Agent Orange or Clementine. Um, these are some of some of the strains I'll get that I feel like I wasted my money. <laughs> I'm being honest. And yet sometimes hit home runs. I'd say this is the riskiest pile for me to dive into are these Valencine ones. And I think that's why it's not listed among the top eight. Uh, I have no idea what it does for anti-inflammatory. No idea. So it might be perfect for that. But I do know that once in a while, something like Tangy or Clementine, especially 
in uh, hash oil form can be spectacular. But I will go get it the next time and be unsure if I even am getting the same stuff. It's so different. It's And different in the way that it's like, that's nothing. And it could be that your tolerance is gained easily to this compound because it, it kind of feels that way because you'll go away from it from that experience, then you'll be like, oh, it's been a while, maybe I should try Tangy. And you'll have a great experience. And then it'll be mediocre again. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know what to say about it. But I do know that it's been a while, so I'll probably have Tangy on the list here pretty soon. And if I do run into a Clementine, and if I ever see something like, uh, um, what's the one I'm looking for that's high in balancing that I've never had? Jelly Bean. I've seen it a couple times, I've just never had it never been in the mood while it's been there and i've definitely had agent orange as a matter of fact i'm probably done with agent orange that of all the disappointments in this category that one is the one for me um and it's i believe that the valencine trait is either a automatic bloom characteristic i don't really know anything about growing so i could be talking out my ass here but let me say that i think this is either a flavor or a producing uh, character that's been bred into these more than it is a psychoactive or a, uh, a, a terpene characteristic. There's no way it's this inconsistent if it's going for something particular that is in those ranges that I'm looking for stuff. So why it once in a while hits a home run, I've, start, I've stopped questioning or caring. I'll only buy the stuff when it's dirt cheap and once in a while it's awesome. Most of the time, I'm sharing it with friends or giving it away. Okay, now that I've bored everybody, but I did say that I was going to get back to um, to being more open about marijuana and just being frank about it, talking about it. I don't believe there is a place in your life if you enjoy some mental uh, pretzeling for marijuana to not be on the table of discussion certainly if you like alcohol because you can so much more cultivate a an experience and a and a an interaction with your physiology that is where you want to be much like you can find a flavor profile inside of the experience of consuming wine you can have the same thing inside of marijuana, except it's an effect profile. And people might tell you that, well, it's different to be drunk on whiskey than it is to be drunk on red wine than it is to be drunk on beer. There may even be a little bit of truth to that, but most of that's mental, and 95% of it's bullshit. So <laughs> the fact is, when you're drunk, you're drunk. But the truth with having smoked five huge hits of train wreck versus five huge hits of super lemon haze two different experiences although both can be very similar they will be different and you can use this profiling to find some sort of combination of both terpene thc level cbd level whatever it is that works for you and make this medicine truly an effective complement to your life I believe that if you're not experimenting at least with 
the potential it has to complement your life. I believe you're missing out on what could be a true life-changing complementary substance. And it leaves the pharmacies out of it, which is all the better. OG Kush is on the list of things that uh, are rich in the, um, the valencine and borneol, which tends to go together because that's the sweet citrus flavor that comes with that. It's another thing. There's so many of these little profiles are starting to find in combination that I'm also hoping to, by using cause and effect, back engineer some of the combinations that work best for me. And I'm not opposed to this being straight up indica. I've been ignoring indica for too long. While I certainly don't want to find sleepy weed, I do care more about creativity and the burst of insightful sensibility that comes with weed way more than I care about anything else. So, since I care about the listening experience, I came up with 29 ways that I think all of us forget that we're doing a better job here than we give ourselves credit for. And the reason I love the number 29, one, it's prime, obviously. Prime numbers are cool because by very definition, a prime number is unique. That's, its, that's what makes it prime. Um, being unique in this universe is something we all have in common with prime numbers. Now, our manifestation as creatures in the universe is eternal, but the ride we get as the human being that we are, well, that's that oneness, that isolation, that unique fingerprint that we leave on the world and that the world is there to give us as a composite human being at large composite well that unique manifestation of life it is hard to sometimes believe that you're here doing the right thing or that you even have positive impact and I, I'm not trying to be down I'm not down I'm not down at all hell by the way I've yet to ah oh, ah uh, <laughs> so I'm yet to be late to work technically <laughs> but I was a day late to work because I thought they split my days up off but there you have the week starting Monday not Sunday and it screwed up my calendar when I put it in my calendar so I put my calendar in wrong so I had gave myself Saturday off and Sunday on and it was I was supposed to be there Saturday and off Sunday. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. I guess because I was on the training calendar, they didn't even really notice I wasn't there Saturday. And then I showed up to work normally, like I thought I was supposed to at 6 a.m. on Sunday. Anyway, the point is, I totally came to work on my day off and skipped my work day. But, I mean, obviously I misread the schedule because nobody skips their work day and then comes in the next day on their day off or at least that's not normal i mean that's stupid schedule shit and it's just because it's monday to sunday instead of sunday to sun saturday uh and i even knew this i did 
I didn't do it the first time I worked there, but I guarantee you I almost did it. So whatever. But I had, okay, so I've been 23 hours late. 23? 24? Yeah, 24 hours late. But I was, well, 23 hours and 50 minutes late. I've been early to every shift, but I was a day late. <laughs> so I don't have a perfect record anymore. But if that's the only blemish I have all year, and honestly for the... Uh-oh, am I recording? If I am, I'm record. I know that you got the bleep, bleep, bleep. If I am, am I? Yep. Anyway, it would be worth showing up on time the rest of the year, not having a single late, so that the only late I have is a day late. Be good, be good for me, because I like that story. But I also like <clears throat> people who extend a product's lifetime. Are you one of those people? Are you somebody who actually looks for a way to fix stuff instead of throw it out? Do you use stuff until it literally has lost its usage and don't decide that it just doesn't look good enough anymore? Well, I think that's a way that you can pat yourself on the back. People who extend a product's lifespan instead of shorten it or neglect it or just lose interest in it. I'm not saying I haven't been prone to all of that. <laughs> and I'm probably doing something right now to uh, shorten the lifespan of everything in my life. <laughs> I mean, I'm rough on shit. You saw what I just did to my phone. I mean, how does this phone not have a crack yet? Honestly. So, if you can extend a product's lifetime, or at least see that as something that is part of your modus operandi, I think people should say, hey, I like the way you're working it. I like the way you work it. Is that no diggity? I don't know. I think I'm giggity, diggity onto meditation. Are you somebody who meditates? Do you sit and look inward? I know when I get to the old beep, beep, beep part of my life, I wish I had meditated more. <laughs> I'll be meditating in that moment, I guarantee you, but it seems like it should be easier to journey into the inter, like interior of your head. And I'm okay at it. I've gotten way better. Sam Harris, thank you. I have gotten so much better at it through his coaching. After having misfired on this multiple times throughout my life. This one was one that I knew would always be good for me. But I just never had the head for it. And I didn't have the head for it. Because I didn't have a technique that made it simple. I was the king of thinking outside myself and reflecting on the moment rather than taking the moment and letting it reflect on me. And I, I owe Sam Harris a lot of clarity for helping me see a better system of attack on problems I had been grappling with the majority of my life. So, gracias, Samuel, Senor Harris. Muchas gracias. Are you someone who will see the right of way? Well, then I think you're giving us a better world. And I do see the right of way. I see you coming. I know you're going to cut me off. I know you want to go first. I know we got to the stop sign at the same time, and technically... 
I have right of way because I'm to your right, and you don't even know that because I can see you gearing up to go, and I don't even give a shit. Go. Because I no longer am in a rush to get through life. And so while these are very similar, I definitely know there are people who, when they get on the road or get into a situation of queuing up, they can't wait to show how effective and efficient they can be in the way that they attack these situations because otherwise, what are they doing? Welcoming, standing around, for God's sake? What the hell? Come on, people. I got things to do. Yeah, I do got things to do. But I'm not in a rush because I'm going to enjoy those things that I've got to do as I get to them, but I'm not going to not enjoy getting to them. Quit rushing around. I rushed through at least three decades of my life. And maybe one, you can forgive yourself. But three, three was too many. And I have always been good at this, but certainly can be better. I do believe there are people in the world who are great at not holding grudges. And there are people who are so aggrieved, a grudge is the very nicest way they can exist. I have no doubt that's a valid position and one that I do not have anything to say about because I've never had to position myself as having that type of grudge. So, what I don't have grudges toward are the weaknesses of other people. I just find that to be mental energy that costs me more than it ever returns. So I just dropped it at some point. Said I quit holding grudges against people who show me a weakness. That no longer actually even aggravates me. So, a lot of wasted energy there for a long time, especially the weaknesses that I would show myself. I almost held grudges against myself better than I held grudges against the world. I know that might sound a little crazy, but boy, I'm telling you, I am the king, queen, jack, and ace of being my own worst enemy. And holding grudges against yourself is one way that you are just mentally handcuffed and throwing the key into a river for no reason. Because another way that you might be a better person than you know is when you are willing to admit mistakes. Live in a world where people are CYAing way too much. I mean, if there's no plausible deniability here, I ain't getting involved because I ain't going to admit no fucking mistake. That's for damn sure. <clears throat> okay, well, that's because you have the self-esteem of a piece of carpet fiber, which I assume doesn't have much self-esteem, especially if it's isolated, like in a hardwood floor environment where it's all alone going, ah! Where's my buddy? Okay, so carpet fiber conversation now over. We will talk about you are quick to forgive. Did you forgive me for the carpet fiber joke? Probably not. I wouldn't. Because that one was terrible. But I forgive almost everything else. In fact, what I don't forgive anymore is a short list. I don't forgive people who are judgmental for no reason. I don't forgive people who are judgmental for a reason, really. But there are judgments. All right, well, whatever. Listen, don't be racist. Don't be cruel. 
don't be demeaning and don't be an asshole. I don't know. There are things that cross the line. There are also things where people pop off and I give them quite a bit of latitude. So I look to forgive first. And then I look to understand. And if I have to say something, I try to be kind. But quick to forgive, I think, is a way that we're making a better world. So if you're quick to forgive, well, I'll line up right next to you. We can forgive the world for whatever they're doing because I think you're also a good person if you believe there's a better world out there. The people who have given up on that, I don't think you're bad people. But I want you back on the team that thinks there's a better world to be had. Because the world hasn't given up on you yet, even if it feels like it. I promise you. And if you know how to say no, I also think you're doing things for the betterment of the world. Because as a yes man, as a, of course, yeah, give that to me. Ah, and that too. Oh, yes, I did not forget about that. I did forget about that, but I will still do it because I already said I'd do it. Now i got to do this and this. Okay. This is a Calgon take me away moment or a, hey, what was that guy that we used to call about that thing? Yeah, do you still have his number? Okay, good. I don't want his number. I was just curious. Because I also think if you're curious, that's another thing that makes you doing things for a better world. We gotta be curious. We gotta be asking questions. We gotta be learning. We gotta be acquiring knowledge and sharing knowledge and sharing those insights and epiphanies that make things seem clearer, less misunderstood, give us some meaning and purpose that in many ways feels like the whole reason we're here. So curiosity, just keep that little torch lit. Never feel like you've learned it all or know it all or even want to think that there's not something worth learning that you don't know anything about because there always will be. The world is wonderful in that way forever. Just like if you're a thoughtful gift giver, that gets noticed. Pardon my burp. Uh, if you put the time and energy into giving gifts that matter, not just that which was sitting on display at the local drugstore, well, it does get noticed. And I believe that that little gesture of thoughtful reach has impact just like those people who can wake up smiling i do this now and was always convinced i would wake up wishing please oh please oh please let me sleep myself through the rest of my life just one time just once if you let me do it once i won't ask again was pretty much the attitude I had to wake up with every day. Mostly because I always loved my dreams more than my real life. But I now wake up smiling. I know the difference between having a day that is balanced and tranquil versus having a day that might involve jumping out of a plane over Paris. Well, plain and tranquil doesn't really ever offer that kind of plane. I'll take tranquil. I'll take being comfortable as the person who is engaged fully in my life 
as the person who I feel like I am, true and through, in every action in my life. And if that turns into jumping out of an airplane over Paris, well, I can see that there might be a sequence of events to get to that point. But it won't simply be because American Express sent me a credit card with a $24,000 limit and how we're going to test this bad boy out. Well, I have one idea. It involves the Eiffel Tower and some parachutes. I'm in. Okay. If you are <laughs> willing to pick up other people's trash, well, I think you clearly are trying to make a better world. And add this to the list because I take the bus for the most part when I have to get somewhere. Or I ride my bike. Or I do both. Or I do neither and I walk. But when I do take the bus, that means I spend some time at some bus stops. And if you ever spend time at bus stops, well, I believe that you will occasionally run into bus stops that are freaking gross. To the point that they are Chevron restroom, filthy degenerate sort of experience with all the urine and fecal matter I'm implying involved, potentially involved. Well, on this day that I'm 20 minutes early for the bus, otherwise known as 10 minutes late, I'm thinking, uh, damn, it's windy. And it was windy yesterday like it has never been windy before in my life, which is probably why all these trash pieces and recycling are sitting askew next to this blown over purple bin which I decided had to be at least addressed since who's gonna stop in the middle of this area to clean this up nobody so either somebody waiting for the bus that has 20 minutes is gonna clean this up or it's not gonna get done oh and look who has 20 minutes and is waiting for the bus so it sort of felt like, yeah, karma's telling me this is a moment that I can either sit down and say, not my problem. I'm not the one to put, I never even put anything in there. I have never once used that once. Not once. And I certainly didn't make it windy yesterday. But here I have 20 minutes with nothing better to do than to sit at the bus stop and ignore all this trash. Or pick the goddamn trash up. So what do I do? I pick it all up. And it takes like 15 minutes. I mean, I still had a little breathing time when I sat down at the bench. But the bus comes shortly thereafter. And the bus driver's like, you picked up all that trash? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I've been driving past it all day thinking, nobody's ever going to pick that trash up. It's going to blow all over the neighborhood. This is awful. I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I arrived early which is so unlike me I felt like somehow the universe had asked me are you willing to pick up all this trash and I said sure doesn't look like anybody else is gonna do it so I did it so the bus driver thanked me and I thought well that's part of why I believe we always thank people who go out of their way to just do that which needs to be done it it isn't that big a deal to spend those 20 minutes not taking care of myself with my ipad and my game of pinball or whatever podcast i might be looking for that doesn't even really make a difference when 
what was clearly a used container got blown over in the windiest conditions I've ever seen. Well, you know what? Let's clean up the city. Shit got blown over. Let's not ignore it. So when you pick up anybody else's trash, well, I think you're doing a good thing. Just like if you have tried psychedelics, I think you're doing a good thing. I'm not here to say that you should. I'm not here to say that you shouldn't. But I think if you have, well, you made a personal decision that I'll bet you're happy with. That's just another nod of the people on the fence. I say, go for it. Be in a safe condition, be with somebody you trust, and give it a shot. Just like I say limit your alcohol intake. I don't say don't drink. I don't even say don't drink to the point you throw up all over a wicker trash can <laughs> that you're hugging when your mom wakes you up and makes you go mow the yard. Go for it. Do not fall off the balcony. Like I said earlier, that's not something to go for. But alcohol will make you fall off balconies, which is the whole reason I say limit your alcohol intake. And I highly encourage people who have even considered it to consider it more so. That THC, CBD, C, cyanophil, plasmoflavonoids, terpenes, they're all potentially great for you. So if that's something you haven't even gotten on the fence for, maybe it's time to get on that fence and see if you can push yourself across the finish line. It's something I now encourage people to pursue as a possibility that might enhance their life. Just like I do not ever believe there is a time to drive under the influence. So, having driven under the influence, you may call me a hypocrite here, and I am certainly one for prescribing any sort of life force that is telling you to do something in a way that I wasn't able to control myself. But let me explain why I think you don't want to drive even under the influence of an emotional state of being. Until we started moving around in metal missiles that can go 150 miles an hour and are dangerous at 15 miles an hour, at 5 miles an hour, it is a statement to everyone else that, yeah, you may feel shitty about yourself and your life, but you're willing to apply the most random punishment to the universe that is there to be had, which is the sort of level of self-hatred that comes with creating a reckless moment from an emotional or intoxicated state of mind. Do one or the other, and you'll regret it for the rest of your life in a moment that you'll never be able to do anything but recall in that flashback sort of why did I let go of that golf club when I just threw it at my friend moment of life. But it won't be something you'll be able to live with. It'll be something that punishes you forever. Rightly so. So, if you want to roll those roulette dice, <laughs> well then, that's a casino of chance that you're guaranteed to lose eventually. So, it is a question of how much do you respect your fellow human? If you have zero respect for them, as I did at one point, you will treat them with the disregard that allows you to get on the road in an intoxicated, disturbed, or emotional frame of mind. I think you are a great human 
if you can refrain from driving under the influence of any negative variable that can turn you into a careless, whoops, I totally didn't mean to do that, driver of regret. And I'm not minimizing any of the obligation or legality involved here. I'm saying emotional states are another thing that you should consider whether or not you want to run into a vehicle if you have just been through a major emotional moment. It's a lot to ask of yourself to be coherent enough to handle driving in all circumstances when your emotions are overwhelmed. As someone who is slightly emotional, sometimes at the wrong time, sometimes even under my own doing, driving away from those situations wasn't always smart. But mailing thank you cards was something I have never regretted and need to do more of and frankly have fallen off the wagon. So back on the wagon I go. When somebody does something I appreciate, I need to mail them a thank you card. Because for whatever reason, they went out of their way for me. Mailing a thank you card is the perfect response to say, I didn't know how else to go out of my way for you, but this at least denotes that I noticed and cared. And gives them something physical to put in a drawer and say, I might need that someday to remind me that I'm doing good in the universe. So mail people thank you cards. It matters. Just like you want to give back money that you got too much of in change. This happens more now than ever. <laughs> uh, I feel for those who were brought up in a calculator universe because those of us who learned percentages via the coins that were sitting in our piggy banks, well, making change is the simplest thing in the universe. But if you're not taught how to do it appropriately, taught how to count back dollars and change, then when the total comes to 778 and I give you 803, well, you know what I don't want back? I do not want back two dimes and five pennies, which is what you're going to give me back. Because this is a universe in which we don't laterally think outside the box that I give you those three cents to help make your job easier. I do not want to make your job harder by giving you 803 instead of the $8 that you're so used to typing in. So, now that the universe has created an entire generation of people who were not trained to count back change, when you make mistakes, it's almost always in my favor. And I have to give you those nickels, dimes, dollars, $20 sometimes, back. Because when you make mistakes against me, which you make all the frickin' time, I'm going to demand that of you. So this is what I say to the universe. I want even. Stop with being unfair any way, shape, or form. Those of you who get overserved, overcompensated, over whatever, recognize it and correct it, well, I think you're making a better universe. I really do. So if you know how to say no, did I get to that one really? If you know how to say no, I believe you're helping out. Having limits matters. Having well-drawn limits matters the most. Having well-drawn limits that help influence people to see how to take a stand and say no, well, those are timeless. So, if you're someone who knows how to say no, I admire you and think 
Someone should have told you today. Good job. If you can take a joke, I think you're helping humanity. If you can make a joke, I really think you're helping humanity. And if you can know when not to make a joke, and can take a joke, and can make a joke, well then, jump to the front of the line. Or at least jump in front of me, so long as everybody behind me is cool with it. Well, there's only like two people behind me. And really, they just left these chairs and went to get a Slurpee, so I don't even know if they really are coming back. But here, you can get in front of me. Because I think all of that matters. Especially the taking a joke. It's okay to be made fun of and to laugh at yourself in the moment. Especially if it breaks up the room. Who gives a shit? Be able to laugh at yourself. Seriously. Throw down the gauntlet that there's nothing about you that you will ever think is so serious that it can create the kind of scorn that makes it feel like you have to do something to correct it. We don't need to mention Mr. Hancock, but he did the wrong thing. He did the wrong thing, and we all know it because he could not take a joke. Or his mind control wife couldn't do it, or whatever's going on in Hollywood. It doesn't even matter. Somebody was wronged on the simple mechanism of jokes. Be able to take one, be able to deliver one, and be able to know when that line shouldn't be crossed. Simple as that. If you do all that, make it a better world. Just like if you're a person who encourages people. I think you are making a better world. We all need encouragement sometimes. And sometimes we need encouragement at the weirdest times. It's like, who knew that that little note of wisdom was going to live with me for the rest of my life? Thank you, Patricia Chen. You are the best. Even if you didn't know it. I've thought many a time about what you told me about staying focused. You were right. That was something I needed to work on, and I believe you were the first one to ever get me to take that part of myself seriously. So, forever have I thought back on you, Mrs. Chen. Because I do believe in myself, but I believe in myself sometimes in spurts, and some days I do need to think back about Mrs. Chen telling me, if you focus, you can do anything. If you're believing in yourself, I guarantee you, you are making a better world. Just like if you don't kill spiders. Look, I know some people just are spider killers. I get it. But, I know this is probably not a fact that the internet should have given me, but somewhere the internet gave me that spiders are one of the few creatures that all have the same reaction to human beings, and that's to turn tail and run the fuck away from us. None of them come at us. The only time they ever even defend themselves is if they think their life is in jeopardy. Usually it's when we're putting our hands into gloves or our feet into shoes. Because we're squishing them. <laughs> so, they bite us. They don't lunge for us, make net webs for us. They don't do any of that stuff. You know what they do? They eat all the fucking annoying bugs that also drive us crazy. So, if you don't kill spiders, well, I think you're making the world better for everybody else. I think I said quick to forgive. If I didn't, be quick to forgive. Just like... <laughs> uh, listen to people. 
It matters. It matters maybe the most. We all do really need to be listened to. And it's funny these two would be the last two. I think they are, but they may not be. There may be one more, but you need to know when to keep your mouth shut. Right, John? Yes, John. Yes, John. I know, John. Yes, John. I I don't know. What have I learned this lesson? 14,704 times. 700. 704, 700, It's either 706 or 704. 14,706, I believe, times I've learned. There are very many good times when the best impulse you can have is the STFU. <sighs> okay, well, I would love to leave that little bit as the ending, let's face it. It was forced because I know in the moment it just dawned on me that I should absolutely take advantage of one moment that I had never even put together as being there to be had. Well, because I did that, I left two things off the list. And I don't make lists to leave things off of that. Well, yeah, I do. But I don't make this list to make these two things get left off because here are two ways that you probably don't recognize how much I think you're making the world better and other people, I believe, would join in. And that is if you do not cancel last minute. Or if you don't miss personal event holidays like anniversaries, birthdays, whatever it may be, that gets celebrated for someone else that's a day about them. Now, of those two, I definitely thought there was one I had to sign on and make sure did not get overlooked. Do you have any idea which one it might be? Do you? Okay, I can't end it like that either because, let's face it, that was way too forced. So instead, I'm just going to say... The reason that I always am able to come up with something to end it with is because at some point I realize it's time to shut my mouth. Do I realize that at the right point every time? No. In fact, most of the time when I'm realizing that, I realize I've realized too much. So, signing off, realizing now is the time. Okay, I realize I can't leave it like that. So, instead of saying anything else that's fake and rehearsed, which of course none of this is rehearsed, right?